Hey guys, how are y'all doing? This is day two, day two of our Christmas Advent reading. Uh, we are reading uh, from the book that I received a couple of days, or a couple of weeks ago, The Things Concerning Himself. Uh, if you go to our Deep and Wide Student Ministry page, you'll find uh, that Snowbird, uh, the writer of this book, uh, he works there at Snowbird. They have even made this book free to you. You can print off your own copy. Um, and so here we are, day two. Day two, it's called The Blessing to the Whole World. And the, the passage of scripture that we're going to be reading from today is it's found in Genesis chapter 12. And we're going to be reading verses 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that's our scripture reading in Genesis 12 verses one through three of day two. And now we'll read the book. The book says this, the cosmic gospel. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. I love the song, Joy to the World. It is so good because in it, we get to sing about a salvation that God has for the whole world. Not only that, but in the third verse, Isaac Watts tells us that what Jesus is doing has enormous cosmic implications. He is reversing the curse. This is awesome. If you are not a, a if let's see, if you are not on a Bible plan when you when you read through the whole Bible every year, then you need to be. And when you read through the Bible, you need not allow yourself to become numb to some of your favorite Bible stories like Father Abraham. Sure, we know that many sons had Father Abraham. But it is really important that we pause and reflect on what a crazy turn of events this is because the creator of the universe singles out one man with whom to have this covenant relationship. So here we have Abraham minding his own business, doing nothing for which God should reward him. And then seemingly out of nowhere, God introduces himself. Wow, what is happening here? Because we have been following along in the flow of salvation history, we know that God has already promised that he is going to send a man born of a woman to provide salvation. And if we are reading the Bible with this in mind, then as soon as we see Eve get pregnant in chapter 4, we think this might be the one. In fact, I think that is exactly what Eve was thinking. Look what she says. In Genesis 4, verse 1, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. It's possible she was thinking that this was the one that God promised, but Cain, but Cain turned out to be the opposite of Messiah, and that didn't work out. Then time goes by, and people forget the Lord over and over. Finally, we get to Abraham, and God chooses him to establish a covenant. Covenants, testaments, and promises. When we say that God is establishing a covenant relationship with Abraham, he's actually still called Abram at this point. But you know who we're talking about. What we mean is that God is making a promise to him that he is going to fulfill. 
This moment provides a hinge in all of human history. Notice that. The immaterial, all-powerful creator God is initiating a personal relationship with a sinful human being. Everything that comes after this, a.k.a. history, needs to be seen in the light of this singular event found in Genesis 12. So what exactly is God promising Abraham at this point? Let's look at the, de at, at, at the deeds. Make a great nation from you, was said in the scripture. Bless you, make your name great. You will be a blessing. Bless those who bless you. Curse those who curse you. And bless all the families of the earth through you. As we look at these, we realize that this is a pretty sweet gig. This is compounded even more when we remember that at this point, Abraham is 75 years old and he doesn't have any kids. The first six of these promises are really straightforward. God is going to make a great nation out of Abraham's family. We can assume that this blessing is going to involve all kinds of land, possessions, livestock, and property. And more than that, God is going to look out for him. This is a kind of adoption where God is providing not only Abraham's provisions, but also his protection. Those who are good to Abraham will be taken care of by God. And those who seek his harm will be avenged by God. None of these are really hard to understand. It is the last promise that is a bit confusing. What exactly could God mean by saying that the whole earth is going to be blessed through Abraham? What could Abraham do to affect the whole world? This is where it gets really good. The answer is nothing. Abraham couldn't possibly do something that would affect the whole world. That is something that only God can do. And when we look back at this through the lens of the gospel, we see that God is narrowing the means by which he is fulfilling the promise that he made to Eve way back in the garden. The serpent crusher that God told Adam and Eve about is going to come through the family of Abraham. This is the only way that the whole world is going to be blessed through him. And this will be accomplished not through land and livestock, but through the Messiah reversing the curse. And so now we reflect. So what do we do? What, so what do we need to be thinking about as we look forward to Christmas? Oh, we need to remember that God is good and that he keeps his promises. Jesus coming to earth as a baby was not just some sort of isolated haphazard event, but was the fulfillment of his promise. God chose Abraham out of all the people on the earth and made a covenant with him. This is the beginning of the Jewish nation. But notice that from the beginning, God did not just intend to bring salvation to the Jews, but also through the Jewish people. What an amazing promise. Not only do we see the promise that God made to Adam and Eve, narrowing through Abraham and his descendants, but also expanding to include the Gentiles. Praise God, then in giving this blessing to Abraham, he also promised to bless us. So there we go. We see day two that we see the blessing is being narrowed down through that of Abraham. Hope you all have a great day. Don't forget, I'll attach the questions uh, in the comments. And guys, listen, let's look forward to the coming of our Savior this Christmas day. See you later.